Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach. We're talking some Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. Uh, Mark, we, we talked about Mark, Mike Miner last week, uh, and uh, the indications were turning positive as it was, and he turns around and flirts with a no-hitter. That's three good starts in a row and four out of five. How many do you need to see before you believe that this guy's really sorted out? I think uh, Friday night's outing there in Cincinnati, like you said, when he took the uh, no-hit bit there into the eighth inning, I think that was, was all I needed to see. Just, uh, you know, not not just as uh, just that one game, but just uh, that was the the topper. You know, it, it showed that this is not. I don't think this is a fluke. I think the, he has his confidence back, and uh, you know, nobody's ever said he's going to be an, an ace. But I think he he, he is a legitimate uh, number three who has the capability of pitching it like a, uh, a strong number two uh, on a consistent basis. And you know that that's what this rotation needs. And he, here's a guy who he entered in this season. He had. Posted a 2.90 ERA in his previous 47 starts. That's not a fluke, you know. So what we saw over the first few months of the season, you know, I think it was just a guy who, who got behind schedules game of the season, struggled. Uh, he had a chance to clear the game this month, and I do think he will be an asset down the stretch. So if Miner's good, if he's right, we, we've talked about the kind of all-over-the-place nature of this club more than once, but – Let's kind of get ahead of ourselves a little bit. This team's not far out of the wild card at all. They're right in that mix. So they get in, they win that one game. Uh, you've got Tehran, you've got Miner, who seems to be pitching like a 2-3 kind of guy. Um, you've got Irvin Santana, who's been very good most of the year. Um, you've got Alex Wood, whose upside is enormous. Isn't this a rotation that matches up with pretty much any in the NL, with the, with the exception of the Dodgers, as a playoff think- rotation? Yeah, I, I think that's fair, I, and I don't think there are going to be any other uh, rotations in the, in the National League that do match up with the Dodgers. Like you say, it, 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 whoever goes up against Kershaw, uh, Granke, and company is going to—they're going to say, "Oh, you know, advantage Dodgers." But uh, yeah, this is this is a, a rotation that can hold its own uh, against the most of the other National League teams. We've seen that. Uh, you know, they fared well against the Nationals over the last few years, especially the success they've had against Strasburg and, and uh, 
Geo, uh, you start putting, you know, Fister against Tehran, and 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 um, if uh, you could put Roark against uh, Wood or um, Zimmerman against Santana, I mean, it, those are all matchups where you say, you know, you could argue one way or another for this uh, either guy. There, there would not be any kind of decided disadvantage. And in all honesty, there, there are a couple guys right there that I would probably give the advantage of the break. So. Um, and, and, and every other team besides the Dodgers, I think you're going to find that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, Alex Wood is a wild card down the stretch. You know, if he stays strong, you know, we'll see how important it was those six weeks that they took him out of the rotation uh, to, to limit his innings and, and keep him strong for the stretch run. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how effective he is down the stretch because he, he can be a difference maker. So if we're talking about playoff matchups, it must follow that it's also about time to start talking about awards. And don't worry, I'm going to say something nice about him in just a minute. But uh, can we dispense with this Justin Upton MVP talk in a world where Giancarlo Stanton still has two legs and two arms and suits up every day? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just wrote something yesterday. I said, you know, hey, look, Justin Upton's having a great season. You know, it, it's good. But but he's not he's not an MVP candidate. He's going to have to do something crazy. and. Uh, September and, and in all honesty, if you ask me who the, the MVP is of this team every day, it's Jason Hayward just for what he does. You know, and, you know, since moving to the leadoff spot, with what he's done in the field throughout the season uh, with his glove, and uh, you know, it's just nothing's having a great season. But like I said, I, I don't even see, I don't even think see him as the MVP of the, the team. With that said, he is absolutely raking, and it, it seems like for really his whole career, he's been a very streaky guy. To your eye, as somebody sees him every day, what's the difference between good Justin and bad Justin? You know, I think probably just, and it's going to sound simple, but it's just having an understanding of the strike zone. When you start seeing him swinging at bad pitches, um, you know, and you're going to, you kind of get a feel for him uh, losing that, 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 losing touch with the strike zone. You're probably going to see a, a guy who struggles for a couple of weeks. When you see Justin Upton start, you know, swinging at primarily strikes, uh, you know, not not chasing balls out of the zone. And, and most importantly, if you ever start him seeing him go to the opposite field, maybe once a game, maybe once every other game, it, you know, he, just like most other people, when they do that, he's locked in. Uh, but, you know, that there are – it is amazing how many uh, – some of the it, tremendous stretches that he's had over the last two years um, they have been as – you're thinking this guy's the greatest player in the world, and then for three, four weeks to follow, you're thinking, you know, this guy's—he really isn't doing anything but being a detriment in the middle of the lineup. So, uh, for the most part, this year I will say this: last year we saw more of the the swoons uh, last longer, and and he's had much uh, the the lack of productivity last was was. Lasted longer last year, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, and this year, I think what we've seen is, yeah, you're not you're not going to see the guy. It's uh, you know it's on the tear that he's on right now throughout the season. Nobody ever does that, but we haven't seen him dip down into the 230, uh, three home runs, and you know whatever uh, 690 OPS for 40 games either. The flip side of that, and, and I don't want to pile on B.J. Upton because enough people have done that, unfortunately, but it's gone real, real bad again for B.J. They they pulled the plug on Ugla. Now, obviously, there's a difference in defense and base running, and there are more things that B.J. can do, but 
is, is there is, is it finally getting close to a point where something changes with B.J. Upton's situation? I, I think it has to. You know, this is a team that uh, they they collapsed in September just three years ago. They they understand how you know how big of a you know how vital this final month is. Whether you know you can you can either lose everything or you can and gain everything. You know, here in this last month. Um, and I, I just think we have reached a point where they they do have options uh, for BJ Upton, and I think that it's time to 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 start exploring them. I I I know that Freddie has probably at times probably felt like the front office, you know, pressuring him into playing BJ just because of the contract. Uh, time and again, uh, I've been told that that's not the case. You know, it doesn't matter sometimes what you hear though. It, you know, Freddie Freddie knows what he's feeling and uh but at the same time look this is this is if this is everyone has to be looking at this as you know do or die type of situation um and you there's just no no reason to have dj upton in their lineup so you put emilio bonifacio in there some days the other things that it's going to be interesting to see if freddie goes there he, he keeps saying that he's not willing to to do it quite yet but move till gosselin to left put jason hayward and center and put Justin up in the right. And I think that's, uh, that's something that could work. And, and then also in doing that, you keep on a Fossio on your bench. Um, and I don't know if, if everyone on that coaching staff sees on as an everyday player. They see his value, his, the versatility that he brings off the bench. So I think that may be where they're more comfortable um, of the two choices. But Freddie has continued to say when I've asked, you know, He's not willing to put Gosselin out there yet, but we'll see. We'll see here in the next week or so. Is that notion that, that was floated earlier in the year of, of Gaddis as an outfielder even some of the time completely dead, or was it ever real in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it was it was real. I mean, it was a it was a conversation, um, probably multiple conversations. I just think that if you go back and you look at Gaddis's negative 10 defensive war out there in left field last year, I think that's – that's where the conversation always led to and then probably ended. And it's, uh, it bad? made sense on a lot of fronts. But if you, you know, as, as somebody said, you saw him out there last year. <laughs> and they just, you know, yes. In other words, you, all the other parts of the argument make sense. But, you know, when you think about what Gaddis did in left field last year, it, it could be, a, you, know, a, you know, a defensive detriment again. Makes sense to me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, and uh, Mark Bowman, thanks for joining us. Catch all of the second-half action on MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service. Watch every out-of-market game streamed live online or on the go in true HD. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 14 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 